As soon as I saw the pink slithering across the flats, it's like a switch flipped. The sluggish pace I'd fallen into by then broke to a full sprint, and I didn't stop until I saw this forgotten-looking building not far from me. I know he can't tell it's me, I know it's all in my head, but the idea of Wolfram feeling my presence on the flats at all makes my skin crawl. I felt better as soon as my feet touched the hardwood. Wormwood Library. Sounds familiar. There's almost no one and nothing there, except one thing. I felt it. I'm sure it could feel me. I stayed in one place until it felt like we both seemed to think the other mostly harmless. I moved around slowly, innocently, searching for paper. When I was rifling through the front desk, I heard little noises from inside. I can only describe them as cute. But when I bent down to look inside, I saw tattered clothes on the floor and got the fuck out of there. Back out on the salt at night again, I start a small fire, the tiniest of fires. It was enough to make them swarm. Creatures making the sort of sounds that tell me I don't want to stick around to find out more. Coming fast, excited, I run for my life for a second time today. The whole time I'm running, all I try to remember is, if you look back, it slows you down. I don't look back. So I made it here to the glass forest. Most seem to have stayed near the fire, but I can still hear stragglers. I caught a glimpse of one, stunted, snarling. So here's me, hyper-aware, alone, cold, hungry, but I am not about to risk another fire. Wake up to the job of the bell now feeling swell Gee golly, it's a beautiful day You're gonna burn my troubles away I'm going to live Light up the town The walls that hold me I'm melting down I'm rising up Yeah, another of those weeks where we show up to record and I sit down and realise I remember literally nothing of anything I've ever done on this show. How's Moving Castles happening? The ARG is remembering which Studio Ghibli film we're starting this episode off in. <laughs> Porco Rosso! Porco Rosso! <laughs> All pigs! All pigs, all the time. That's next season. Okay. Spoilers. So last we left this adventure... Uh, the party left Harp City in a hurry because uh, the castle's coming for you, which you may have taken as being kind of a synecdoche, but is actually totally literal. The castle itself is chasing you over the salt flats in your little skiff, which you named the Romance Dawn. Fuck yeah. Uh, so it is the party and your three party members, Staples, the Aarakocra, Zur, the Flying Fox, and Young the Thrycreen, who are also in this boat with you. I guess also Stuart and Clamuel Jackson. And Sloth Green. And Sloth Green. So a lot, the boat's full already. So you could have gotten a nice luxury boat with like good armor and it was like well <laughs> taken care of. But then I don't remember exactly what happened. Some choices are made and now you have the bad boat. This is the best boat. What are you talking about? This is the Romance Dawn. Uh, and also, it's not like I can't have more animal friends because as I said last time, tiny animals will still fit in my pocket. Well, I'm glad everything's working out for everyone. 
Yeah, we're all having a good time, right? Nothing bad happened last episode. Nobody's injured. So I have like a, a thought of how we can maybe solve this problem. How many hiding places are on the on this boat that we could stealthily hide away like the three people who the castle's actually looking for? And then when they come past, we just, sure. we just play it really chill. We're like, oh, I'm sorry, officer. I, I don't know what you're on about. It's just me and my friends on a road trip. I don't think there's any room. I mean, it's not a terrible idea. I mean, if they... Because it's the thing. If we start running, we we just hide in plain sight. That's how you do it. I guess the question I would have is, are they going to recognize where the boat came from? (laughs) Uh, So if you want to try this plan, that's a deception roll. Because you're lying about what's happening here. I like deception rolls. Um, let me look at my deception... Uh, my deception's not great. How's everyone else's deception? Seven. So the streak continues. Jesus Christ! What did what did you do to roll twenty, Conrad? I don't know. Eight. Eight. Uh, I don't think it's working, guys. Thirteen. It's a terrible idea. The party fails miserably. Yeah. Um. All. So here's what actually happens. Last episode, uh, Lola rolled perception to see the castle approaching. So you have a little bit of warning so that you're not immediately wrecked. Um, let me set the scene a little bit more, okay? Because this castle, if, if you're picturing it like a classic medieval European castle cutting through this, the, the salt pl- flats, you're almost there. A couple of details I want to add are the outside of the castle, the, like the walls and parapets shimmer with a, a kind of magical sheen obviously much like the salt in the wake of the castle you assume that this has something to do with the god king's ability to manipulate salt but basically the outside of the castle has been coated with salt and he's using his power to move it while also making the salt under it flow um another detail of these of this castle is it seems to have been built into the wreckage of a cruise ship on the bottom, so it like cuts a path across the salt flats. Um, I don't, and none of you in character know what a cruise ship is, but it's an enormous like bladed front at, at the tip, like you know where the in Titanic, where good old DiCaprio was king of the world. There's that bow is coming towards you. Uh, so if this ship runs you over, I mean you are de- you are dead as hell. Uh, can I roll a history check about this uh, vehicle? Yeah, I mean, Sabrina has lived all her life inside this vehicle, so advantage. Okay, I might need that. Uh, I got a 19 and a 15, so a 19, good sir. 19 is very good. Uh, you can know pretty much anything you want. Do you want to have? Do you have specific questions for me? Uh, so do have I seen this thing move before? Um, so you've usually been kept like almost prisoner inside. You've been very, very protected by your your father. Um, I'd say you've seen it move. Uh, for example, when it docked at the Coliseum and you got out to like watch the the fights with your father, and like you see the ship from a distance then. But most of the time you were kept inside. But no, you've you've seen the outside of it when you when you get off it, but only at like state events. Okay. Do I know its like maneuverability? Uh, it's very slow to maneuver, but it's very fast in a straight line. Like once all he's doing is chasing you, uh, this this castle is much faster than your two shark horses. So is the solution like with crocodiles that we have to zigzag run away from it? I was about to say, is it the same way you escape from alligators? You zigzag and climb up a tree? Uh, I, I almost had something. Uh, is there any like magic effects to the castle or anything like that? Does or I guess actually let me let me change it. Does the castle have a way to, like, notice something as small as us? 
Like, are, are there, like, viewing scopes or things like that? Oh, the God King can tell when someone's walking on the salt. Everywhere, basically. Yeah, basically. Does he know about the what person it is specifically, or just that there is a person? No, he doesn't have that much control. He like if you got out, he wouldn't be like, "Oh, there's my daughter." He just like it's like um the worms in Dune. Okay. So yeah, he'd know he like if you're maneuvering or running, but it wouldn't have that much granular information. Uh, so specifically, is the boat coming towards us, or is it in our direction? Like if we stopped moving right now, would the boat go straight past us like a cartoon? No, this is a car chase. Oh, it's coming straight for you. This castle at maximum speed. You're going of only a fraction of the speed. Unless you think of something clever, it's going to it's going to win. So this is the this is the chase scene we find ourselves in. The team is going to kind of come up with some creative solutions to get away. And then we're going to roll and we'll see if you get caught or not. OK, can I use Gus to like help push our boat faster? Sure. Why don't you do a. Um, magic, a spell attack against, um, I guess the air's AC. That's nothing, but we're rolling with it. Cause uh, that's the best I have for you. Uh, I got a 14. Yeah. That's so it's above average. So you speed up the romance dawn. You're at the back. Why don't you all tell me what you're doing on this, this small skiff. It's like basically there's no more room out here in this thing. I posted a picture on Twitter of the dark sun, uh, sand skiff. This isn't, this isn't a thing I've made up. Um, what is everybody else doing here as uh, Sabrina runs to the back and shoots out some wind to speed up? Um, I had two ideas that I think probably aren't, aren't that great. They might be nothing. Uh, so one thought was, would it do much of anything speed-wise or whatever if I cast a jump on each of the sh- shark horses, the shorses? It, <laughs> their j- jump distance is tripled, but because they're pulling the boat, I think maybe that not, might not be helpful. Um, interesting. My my other idea was, uh, if the boat can be pulled by one, I I take off with one of them as like a diversion to try and. Okay, so Lola, last episode, you were picked up by Zer and like taken up into the air so you could see the castle uh, in the distance, like breaking through some clouds because it's just that big. You like turn around and yell to the crew what's happening. You jump back onto the skiff. Uh, Sabrina uses a uh, gust, a spell to like push out a, a wave of wind to speed the skiff up. Um, at which point you see everyone can see the castle like approaching very rapidly, just cutting through the salt flats uh, magically because the God King controls the salt uh, that both the, the castle is covered in and that the ground is made of and it's just like a a missile through through the flats um while that's happening all around you you see the ground begin to like morph and shift um some like salt crystals are like shooting up and they miss the boat and then in front of the skiff a chasm opens up a small one it's starting to open up and you want to use jump on the shark horses to leap over this yes so why don't you uh give me Let's do a magic contest. What you're trying to do is get the shark horses to jump higher than the god king can open the chasm. So he's like ripping the ground open in front of the skiff. Before the roll happens there, uh, Vindras would like to cast Guidance to give you an extra d4 that you can add to that. And as all this has been going on, Cortan will be uh, seated in prayer uh, and awarding a bardic inspiration d6. Okay. I rolled a 14. 22. Well, you wouldn't even succeed with the inspiration. 
If you uh, use the six, the D six, and the D four, that's a, up to ten. You would need to almost get all all of it together, but yeah. it's possible. Yeah, well, that is possible. Yeah. Fuck it. Let's let's try it. No. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I'll keep. I'll keep the D four for later. Why? Why did we pin any hope on roll twenty? That was foolish. What if I used a second one? <laughs> So, so you didn't botch. So what happens is Lola casts jump on the shark horses. They try to leap over the yawning chasm that the God King is ripping open in the ground ahead of the skiff. They make it, but the skiff doesn't. Fuck. And so like <gasps> they land on the other end and they like are now you're stuck in like the skiff is like pendulum penduluming. That's not even a correct word uh, into the chasm. What do you all do as the shark horses try to pull you up desperately? Are Sodom and Gomorrah okay? You didn't establish That's that. That's their horses. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've, I said last week to the gang, I think they should have rhyming names, but... Um, can I cast Enhance Ability on them to try and make them s- stronger so that they can they can pull us out of the chasm? Sure, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Vindros, you like reach up and grab the horse, uh, so yeah. Mm. Maybe like cast it through the reins or something, so it sort of travels along the reins to them. Yeah, so like the skiff is like hanging down at like a forty-five degree angle into the chasm. People are like are sliding back. Luckily, uh, Zer and Staples can fly and like grab people if they fall. Vindros, you like crawl up and grab the reins and cast enhance ability through them up into the shark horses, who get the strength to drag the skiff out of the chasm and back up onto the salt flats where the chase continues. Yay! We're still going. Woo! Okay, well here's here's a question I have. If the surface of the salt flat is, you know, lying basically above a bed of, you know, ocean or former ocean, I've I've got a thought as well. My thought was to cast shatter behind us oh. to disrupt the surface of the That's salt. That's much better than my idea. That's not a terrible idea, and possibly slow them down. Well, how much metal and stuff is on the? Because uh, it wouldn't stop them, I wouldn't think, but it could at least disrupt their ability, you know, slow down their ability to move a little bit and let us keep going. Of course, now it's worth noting that this will go horribly wrong. This idea, I believe that I have. in us. Let's yeah. do it. All right. So Corton's going to move towards the back of the skiff and cast Shatter behind them uh, to. Try and break the surface of the salt flat and see if that can slow down the advancement of the castle. All right, I'm going to try to save for the salt flat, which is a salt flat. So, eight, that's not good enough. The shatter blows off the top layer of the salt flat behind you, exposing some something interesting underneath, which is a strange dark surface. I don't know if any of you know what it is on site. Um, maybe uh, history, everyone. Oh, but I'm bad that. It's my best subject. Uh, 18. I don't know nothing about no history. 13. Four. I really don't know nothing. Uh, 15. All right, 18 and 15, the group passes. Um, you have the highest one. So, Sabrina, I want to say you've seen this stuff before. Your father called it asphalt, and you ah! know he has to go around it. 
Ah. Uh, he cannot use the salt. Uh, he cannot use the castle to drive over this stuff. It is not made of salt. And you see that Cortan has revealed that this like strip of this black surface material that's under this part of the salt extends off like a little bit off your beaten path. So if you would have kept going just straight this way, you wouldn't have reached wherever it goes. But if you take, if you turn a couple degrees and take a little detour, you think uh, th- there's more of this stuff in a certain direction. I want to make the order for us to do that to first mate young and then i want to start casting catapult and just launching rocks into the salt flak to shatter more asphalt Ooh, okay once again um so this is like the third i was looking for three successful ideas the first one was gust you succeeded the second was shatter you succeeded and now this will be the third one and this the chase will end in a success uh if you fail three times then you would have been overtaken and captured so this is for all the marbles here if you succeed make an attack on uh, the salt i got an 18 Woo! did i hit the salt jesus christ <laughs> yeah pay me a picture you guys win I want to, like, I don't know what big rocks we have on the ship, and I want it to comically be that we realized we shouldn't have those. Those have been kind of slowing us down. <laughs> so, really, it's like a double win to launch them into the ice using catapult <laughs> and uh, shatter up some of that sweet, <laughs> sweet ass. And I'm going to give you some of my weird shiny rocks, too. Fuck yeah. No, the shiny rocks. Here's the thing we keep missing whenever we talk about L- Lola's shiny rocks is that it's your spell casting focus. Oh, I <laughs> never mind. My shiny rocks. <laughs> if you give away those rocks, you can't do magic anymore. I don't know how I forgot that that was what that was for. I forgot. I was looking at your, your character sheet because rangers use a component pouch, which is usually like leaves and berries and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, she reflavored that to be shiny rocks because Lola likes shiny rocks. So and what, then I- what you're saying is she has had shiny rocks this whole time and could technically have been giving them Vindicated. away. <laughs> yeah, you could have been giving them away. I knew there was a reason that I didn't want you to do this. And the reason was because you would ruin your character. But you would lose the ability to use magic. But you can give them away if you want. No, now that I know what they are, I'm good. <laughs> now that I understand the value of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I think Xur and Staples uh, go fly out and like pick up clods of salt off the flats and throw them to you, Sabrina, so you can catapult them. Also, I think at one point, Young tries to hand you a bag he has at the bottom of the skiff. Um, and then, uh, like, stops at the last moment and then turns to Corton and says, oh, uh, uh, sorry, this is for you. Uh, a uh, 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 rhinoceros hmm. man came by and, uh, handed, uh, me this. He said it was for you. I didn't open it. I don't know what it is. Good. Corton just sort of takes the bag. <laughs> yeah, this is Corton's drugs that he's smuggling. No one oh! else knows about this subplot. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure it's a package of cakes. Why else would it be given? Yeah. Lembus. That's right. So, Sabrina, you start catapulting these clods of uh, salt and any rocks that they can find into the ground behind you, tearing up the first layer of salt and revealing asphalt beneath. And you see the castle begin to uh, turn as like a very wide turn radius. And it's going to have to go around this stuff that you reveal because it can only go through salt. But uh, the direction you're going, you know, this this asphalt's getting like thicker and it's wherever it came from. It's in this direction. Yeah, that asphalt's getting thick. Yeah, it's getting thick. Uh, So so the team is going... It's well. You tell me. Do you want to roll for dummy thick? Yeah. Would I roll for that? Uh, why don't you? Everyone roll perception to see how dummy thick it is. Sixteen. Make that asphalt cheeks clap. I got five. Oh my I got god. 16. I know that salt is fat. Thirteen. 
So with the 16 and the 16, the group passes. Lola, once again, I think Zerg gives you a lift to look around. This is just like your two's combo move now. It's been established. I love it. I love it. Teamwork makes the dream work. Yes. And you see up in the in the distance ahead of you where the ship is now going because you turned off course a little bit away from the gore fields are still generally in this direction. You're just taking a little bit of a less direct approach. Uh, you see two things. One is that there is a part of the salt flats up ahead where the, the surface has already been broken and you just see like a flat black surface a second thing you see is a building or maybe a series of buildings in the middle of this asphalt. strip mall strip mall I, I guess I should just tell you there are words on the front of this building or collection of buildings and there's a word you don't understand because it hasn't been lost to history it is M-A-L-L <laughs> Malet mall, mall is it a regular mall or a strip mall what if my store's there I don't think I've ever seen a mall that's called itself a strip mall. I think it's just a term people use. It's not usually on the outside of it. Okay, so this is a, like a like a mall mall, or is it like is it like Coconut Point back? Home? So this is this is where they keep the males. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They lost they lost like half of the 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 start of the word. It's animal. Uh, this is where we find our ranger new creatures. Well, no, I mean, you, know, you just, you look, you see the, the little top and middle branches fell off of the E. That's all it is. This is where the uh, men are kept. Uh, and yeah, hey, I love men. Let's go on. The hell's an arrow pastel? <laughs> I think the technological level is going backwards. Like we started off, you found a mech, which is obviously futuristic. Then you find a skyscraper, which is modern from our perspective. I think this mall would have to what is to us like a seventies vibe. It's Ooh, like I it's not a modern mall. mall. Oh, so it's a Day of the Dead mall. It's the it's the Pittsburgh mall. It's okay. Well, fine. I guess we can just say it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Conrad. <laughs> Um, so you're speeding towards this, and you know that the, the ship cannot get you inside this building. Ah, uh, you know what? I sure could go for Goblin. Uh, congratulations to everyone who knows the band who did the music for Dawn of the Dead. Everyone else, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> what is a D&D reference? It's, yeah, fuck. Yeah. I should have yeah. put goblins in this mall. That would have been great. That would have been good. That would have been a good reference. Let's go find out if there's any leftover soft pretzels. <laughs> Is, is that not. like a, a parking garage we can go enter via? Yeah, where do we park our boat? <laughs> yeah, there's got to there's gotta be like a Macy's that had a lot of is ample there, parking Is there space. valet boat parking? Well, an anchor. Yeah, they call those anchors yeah. in malls. Uh, so, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Just, uh, why don't you paint me the picture of what you do approaching this mall? So you're all in this skiff together. The, the castle's chasing you, but it has to go around the part where you broke it, and then it's going to have to, like, circle around this mall like sharks around a sandbar as you are inside formulating a plan to escape permanently well i feel like we can we can uh drive the skiff into the mall like because at some point there will have been loading doors right yeah well they're not gonna drive the the castle into the mall <laughs> lola you say that and i think young starts to protest saying like uh i i don't know if we can uh just go right in through the uh are you worried about that and then just staples pushes them down and grabs the reins and just drives <laughs> the skiff through the front doors of the mall and just into it and just starts just fucking tearing ass down the middle of the thoroughfare inside the mall well that was a little bit uh, more violent than I needed, but uh, good job, Staples. Thank you. Are the are the sources okay? <laughs> yeah, the sources are very powerful. I think actually, okay. So you see, uh, you see Staples do this. Do you want to break the doors before she hits them with the sources? All right, I'm gonna use 
my heck bow and I'm reflavoring Hail of Thorns to attack doors instead of a creature, and I'm gonna attack the door with thorns so we don't murder the sources. Okay, so you shoot one of Stuart's quills into the big glass doors at the front of the mall, and the magic spell makes the the bolt explode with thorns, or does it explode into something else, or you're flavoring all of it? No, it it explodes, like, out of the, 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 like, first quill, so it's, like, just, like, a whole bunch more quills. Okay, okay, so you do a quill storm. Quill storm, yes, quill storm. I rolled a... I don't know why I rolled attack on the door, but I got a 20. All right, you blow the doors in. They're glass, and they just explode inward in a, in a shower of the shards. And the the shark horses ride in after them. They have, I, I guess they have hooves, so they're Horseshoes? not hurt. Yes, yeah. they have hooves. Can I cast Gust to keep any glass from blowing into the boat? Yeah. Sure. Oh. This team has a vendetta against spell slots. They hate them very much and want to get rid of all Gust of them. Gust is a cantrip. Thank you. Well, I don't much. really use mine for much of anything else, so <laughs> I'm cool. Uh. Okay. Uh, that's yeah. So, Sabrina, you protect everyone from the glass shards. I think uh, you see Staples go, oh, man. I was really hoping we get a kind of raining blood situation going. <laughs> uh, I guess you could just go pick up some glass off the ground if it's a, if it's a really big deal to you, Staples. Yeah, she leans over the edge, grabs a, a handful of glass, and just crushes it in her palm and smiles. Okay, well, you feed, uh, will you let the horses lick that before we bandage it? They need fuel. <laughs> um, I don't know where we're going to get more blood. Well, I guess if we're inside here, we can, you know, quickly try and scrounge up some resources. Maybe, uh, you know, there'll be some some good resources for for fire magic in this uh, se- Sears place. Yeah, I want you all to describe to me how you loot this mall, what rolls you use, and then roll them. This is uh, basically, it's almost like a downtime scene, but it's kind of like preparing for a conflict because the castle is now circling the mall in the salt, trying to figure out what to do because it cannot approach because of the parking lot. Uh, So I have an important thing. I would like to go to a store. It's called Fuzzy Wall. It can be found at the Capital City Mall. We sell all sorts of skateboards and Dungeons and Dragons paraphernalia. <laughs> so I'm going to learn about the universe we're in uh-huh. and give me narrative advantage during the next conflict. I would like a check in the mail for that one. Okay. <laughs> we will not give it to you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> all right. Tell me what you all do. Uh, is there a boardwalk prize? Whatever you want. I, this is for you. Tell me what your four characters do. Um, I know for Vindros, uh, the priority is going to be to try and um, find more food and drink that we can take, because we may have to be on the run for a little bit now. Yep, that's um, survival. Okay. Are you in the food court? Yeah, yeah. And anything okay. that happens to be out of date, I've got purify food and drink, it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. The very good spell. Uh, 20 on my, my scrounging for food and drink. Yeah, with a 20, you tell me what happens, and then I'm actually going to have Staples be with you, and you, we're going to have a little conversation. But first, you tell me what you find and how how this all works out, because you nailed it, as good as it can be. Uh, yeah, so I, so I assume that I would probably end up gravitating towards the food court, and after digging around the back of some of these buildings, there's maybe, like, a, like a not particularly great, um like cafe or something that does like nothing is fresh their entire storeroom is just tinned tinned everything that has infinitely long storage dates and will survive far beyond the end of the world so uh, i think it is just stacking up with as many big uh 
boxes of just like tinned beans and tinned sausages and just anything that can come in a can. All right, yeah, Staples walks with you and is like picking, as a vulture can pretty much digest anything, is picking up the non-edible uh, rotten food and just gulping it down her disgusting gullet, uh, still just playing with the shards of glass in her hand. Uh, <laughs> aren't you all wor- at all worried that I'm going to try to get revenge on y'all for killing my, my gang members back there? I just thought it occurred to me that that's something people normally would worry about. Well, I mean... If you were going to do that, I think the time to do it would have been while we were really distracted about the big murder boat that was coming. Like, we were all not paying attention to you in the slightest. It would be the perfect time to get revenge. You're right, you're right. I just, uh, people are usually paranoid around me. You've been very accepting. Are you, uh, she, like, looks around and she says, are you cool? Hey. hey. (laughs) I'm pretty chill. I like to think. I hope. I think. I think I'm pretty cool. Am I cool? (laughs) <laughs> she says what's up with the nose guy <laughs> oh oh um are you like with him or oh yeah he's 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 wonderful he's he's vindra uh, <laughs> he's the wrong fucking character uh he's caught on um he is a wonderful wonderful man of many 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 exploits and he's just someone that preaches sharing love and Love shared freely and equally is a beautiful thing, and I am traveling with him, and and he is a very, very lovely person. He's very... Mm, mm-hmm, he's good. <laughs> so horny. Uh, I don't know about all that sharing business. Honestly, there's not much challenge in him. He looks kind of pale. I mean... Stick around and find out. Get, get to know him more. He's... He's, I, I think you would find him interesting. I just don't know how much fun he can be if he can't put up a fight. He's lost so much blood. That's the best part of the man. <laughs> I mean, I can patch him up enough that he can always, you know, he's, he's not going to lose his fight. Okay, so you got a 20 on this, so you're very successful. You demonstrate your ability to provide for the group. Um, and Staples is willing to give Corton a chance, although she's skeptical. Um, oh, I don't have the, the, the diagram anymore of his wonderful uh, exploits with the mech, do I? Because otherwise I was going to show that and be like, look, look at the wonderful thing he did. <laughs> no, right now that's circulating through the different settlements throughout the, the flats. I recognize this is, this is helping his standing in the flats, but right now I want to imp- impress this slightly blood and, and pain obsessed bird. Like, no, I want you to And yet cool. strangely attractive bird. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, I, I, as as we head back to the group, Vindros is trying to come up with every impressive anecdote possible about Corton to 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 regale. So, Corton. Uh, meanwhile, he, he's going to go look for fabrics, um, primarily white fabrics, to try and create some sort of camouflage. To possibly slip us out while the castle is still figuring out how to get to us. Oh, so like to cover the skiff to move to it across the, the salt. With. Yep. Uh, that's once again a deception. This is the thing we tried at the beginning of the episode and failed. 
Well, I have every confidence that Roll20 won't continue to stick it to me again and again and again and again and again. And 17's not terrible. Oh. No, so this is very good. Tell me exactly uh, what you want to happen here, and I'll say how it works like 95%. Okay. So, uh, Corton uh, goes looking for linens, primarily. Bed sheets and things like that. Uh, you know, some fabric emporium or whatever uh specifically getting you know stuff that will match up to the salt so that once we exit we just hit the salt and we go and they won't see us because it's fucking salt everywhere uh so you're in a joanne fabrics is what you're saying right yep sure a joanne fab i mean you know it could even just be a department store getting bed linens um but you know, it would have to be a lot of them. A Joanne's you could get by the, you know, bolts of them and mm-hmm. wheel them out and fix something together. Uh, so Young is following you. Their their giant bladed arms kind of like folded nervously. Uh, they don't really have the fingers to do like a tenting there. But if, if they did, they would be tenting their fingers nervously. And they're following behind you, Corton, and saying, uh, uh, are you are you sure this is, this is going to work? They're going to they're going to uh, he's going to feel the, the 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 skiff on the on the salt. What are we going to do about that? One step at a time. They won't be able to see us. That's one thing. Now we might have to get wet. What what does that mean? Well, if we can dissolve the salt ahead of us as we go, he won't be able to feel us on it, would he? Uh, uh, I guess he might feel it dissolving. I don't know how it works exactly. I was just, oh man, I was just so nervous. Don't. Don't be afraid. The universe provides. Why, it's brought you to us. <laughs> so you got a 17. So you're looking pretty competent now, and Young is somewhat uh, reassured by that. I think they also say to you, like, uh, what, what was in that, that bag that the, the beetle guy brought? He works at the apothecary. Do we, do, do we have medicine now? <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no, we don't. It, it, it's not our property. But this will ensure that we could have medicine in the future. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, that, that's good. I, uh, you're like the, the leader guy, right? Well, now, I like to think of us as a, a collective, um, a group of people working together towards a common goal. I'm, I'm just one humble servant of many to the whole, if you know what I mean. You're, you're a servant of the whole? <laughs> I am indeed. <laughs> all right smash cut from that <laughs> i'm not gonna top that but uh, i just want to put it out, i just want to put it out there that young actually is starting to like court on um so uh i double checked and porcupines can smell very good so i would like for Stuart and i to go uh, i think we find something maybe called the va- va- vitamin shoppy mm-hmm uh, and I would like to roll survival to, or investigate for survival uh, to find, like, maybe there's some oatmeal baths that could feed the oats from it to the horses. If you're in a vitamin and- shoppy, that's medicine, my friend. Okay, good. I wasn't sure if I could just get medicine by going to the vitamin shoppy. All right. Medicines. I want them. I wonder how impenetrable this episode is if you don't know American stores. I only rolled 10, but I'm going to add that. My my prior reference to Sears was Googling American malls and being like, okay, what exists? What are names of places? I got a 12. 
Can I roll with advantage because Stuart has a nose? <laughs> you can't just get advantage because someone has I a know. nose. Imagine how you're going to make Corton feel. <laughs> That's why I didn't say it while he was here. We would have to give him disadvantage for not having a nose every time he rolls, and that's not sustainable. No, it's because porcupines smell very well. I was, I was actually planning on bringing that up from time to time as appropriate. I thought it might be fun to mix it up and ask for disadvantage. <laughs> uh, so you got, you got above average, Lola. So you can find some food for the horses. Um, is there anything else you're looking for here that I can give you like half of? Like bandages and shit um okay so right now vindros has two of the novocaine potions uh so that's like two okay. healing potions reflavored i'll give you one so now the group has three total that's perfect thank you all so right I get oats so we can <laughs> we'll use the oats to stop up the blood in, <laughs> in staples hand and then we'll feed them to the horses so Lola, you're in the you're in the vitamin shoppy. You get some oat products for the shorses, and you get a bandage or two. You don't have like a full medical supply. It's, this place has been raided pretty thoroughly, but you get one healing item. Uh, Zer is with you, I imagine. Probably just you just grabbing stuff off the shelves and thrusting into his arms. He's your little pack mule. Um, that's the kind of relationship you all have. Well, if the oats are up really high, that I can't get them. Oh, yeah, and he can fly, so anything you can't reach. That's fun. So, yeah, it's like kind of like me and you, where you're like, get that off the shelf, Austin. This is dumb and not important. I'm like, what if <laughs> at the top of like a shelf, there's like a baseball cap? And I'm like, this is my new hat now, and I wear it backwards. <laughs> oh, wait, for you, because you're wearing a straw hat. I thought you were going to make him wear a baseball cap. You're like, I'm enforcing my will on this NPC. They're a baseball hat guy now. Well, I like that, too. I get, we can cut little holes for his ears. Oh, that's cute. Sorry, fan artists. <laughs> uh, I mean, clothing you can take on and off. He, he's going to have to wash it at some point, right? He's going to get bat juice. In no, it. don't say bat juice. bat juice. Okay, I just wanted to say, as you're walking through the vitamin shoppy, um, I, I don't know, that's very funny to me. I wonder if this going to be annoying to the audience. Okay, so as you're walking through the vitamin shop, uh, Zer says to you, Hey, uh, Lola, uh, mm, how are you feeling about the, uh, you know, the perverts uh you mean Corton of vindros yeah i mean we kind of you needed them earlier because like vindros is a walking fortress and you know Corton has magics and so forth but we got like a hundred people in this boat now man do we really need those sickos i mean uh uh you know they... They're always getting stabbed and kidnapped. I'm just listen. Your friends. I'm not trying to say anything mean about your friends. I'm just saying we got to prioritize Sabrina, right? We're we're in agreement on this. Well, here's the thing. For now, here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> here's... The accents come and go, folks. Oh boy. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, you know, I'm not gonna turn my back on people who had my back. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not paying attention because if they're gonna Right now, they're still helpful, and they haven't necessarily done anything wrong. You know, Cort Corton got his nose cut off. That's that sucks. You can't really can't really like watch a guy get his nose cut off and then be like, "Hey, bitch, get out of my boat." So it's like a sympathy thing. Well, yeah. I mean, like we've so far, we've kind of worked as a team. But that doesn't mean if they transgress that I will let that go. <laughs> Ooh, transgress, I like that. That's a fun word. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm just saying, though, like, they brought in this, this Staples feller, and f f 
that seems kind of rough, you know? I don't know how I feel about that. Are you, do you having second thoughts about her? I mean, she's a little, she's a little off the wall, but she, <laughs> she tends to bleed a lot and seems to have no problem helping, uh, using that for our horses. So, I mean, I think she makes Young nervous. Well, yeah, we're going to keep an eye on that too, because he's just a precious little baby. They. They, they just a precious little baby. <laughs> but we're on the same page vis-a-vis the wolf room, right? Because, like, that's what your group got me interested in. It was, like, this little child throwing exploding knives at me. And you were pretty sassy, too, and I liked that. And I never, never really vibed with the other two. But you seem to be uh, that your priority is Sabrina. And I think we agree on that, right? That's where we are right now? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not I'm not trying to enforce, you know, my will on her. But uh, I would like to be here to allow her to have the strength confidence to make her own decisions about things because like yeah she's a child but i mean that's a that's a lot of that's a lot of weight on a kid you're a good bean that's why my name is lola beans i'm gonna tip my hat like a cowboy zer tips his new hat because now you're hat buddies and then he turns it uh, backwards, because he's real cool. Ooh, are there sunglasses in the vitamin shoppy? <laughs> I haven't been into a vitamin shop, but do they sell sunglasses? No, but we can't keep dressing everyone up. <laughs> no, this is, this is secretly it's my outfit coordinator sim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lauren's like I'm I'm bored with D and I'm actually playing The Sims right now. <laughs> I put uh, like those really like those not really cool in quotation marks. But you, you're from Florida. The, like you know what I mean, like the manly sunglasses. Mm-hmm. They're like yeah. rectangly. I don't know, but I think that'd be fun if he was a bat with a backwards hat and some sunglasses. It would definitely be cool. Thank you for completing the look. So, uh, I have something very important I want to do, Austin. Yep, lay it on me. Uh, it's very important. I believe Sabrina at least would believe. Yeah, that, this build up uh, is leading me to, to me to believe it's not. But go ahead. It's very important. Okay. In all the stories she's read, to defeat evil, the hero has had a magical weapon. Oh my god. And what place in the mall would have more weapons than your local confusing <laughs> uh, Japanese weaponry store that sometimes exists in malls? So usually oh. also a sports paraphernalia store? The knife shop. Okay, this is incredible. What kind of role do you th- what kind of role do you think this entails? Oh, persuasion, definitely. What? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you're about... trying to persuade the DM to let you have this. <laughs> <laughs> you joke, I'm 100% prepared for this. So who looks like the asshole now? <laughs> um, I guess uh, because I'm going to be a wee performance. No, there's no one to perform. This is investigation. I shouldn't have asked. That's on me. I shouldn't have asked. It's investigation. Yeah, why did you get? Why did you give him a choice? And, and let me ask you: Why should anyone be? Why what, you want a fucking cookie for expecting that your players might want a magical weapon <laughs> when you put them in a place and gave them free reign to go do what they wanted? This is such. This is so harsh, poor Austin. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he got me. That was a good burn. I got a four. Does that get it? Oh. Or because of his burn, should I get advantage? <laughs> I'm just going to roll now so you can't question it. Get advantage because Zer went with you. 
Okay, so Sabrina fails, and here's here's what happens. Okay, there's actually a couple of things. So you're going off on your own because you don't you do not have an NPC who really is uh, bonded to you, I guess, except for uh, Clamuel Jackson, uh, who you're, you're holding as you walk away. You're holding the mascot costume uh, as you approach the store. What's it called? Um, Wuzzy Fall. Okay, I don't, if that's a joke, I don't get it. It's no, it's the name of my store, which is the first letter switched around. We actually did sell Japanese swords for a short period of time. God damn, that's so much. <laughs> that's so much. <laughs> so, Sabrina, you enter the store and you start looking around, and most of the stuff is useless junk. There's a lot of like swords that have used them once they break, or there's stuff that just like is replicas of stuff from movies. You don't know what a movie is, I guess, but you can tell it's not it's not useful or helpful. Uh, there are two items in this shop which uh catch your eye one is a a lute a magical um a musical instrument corton plays one for fun it's a musical instrument but it seems to be made out of wood uh specifically it seems to be made from some kind of magical wood because it has not uh aged and it, this there's like a placard in front of it that says like ancient bardic lute or something is there a happy face on the back there sure is Hell yeah! Uh, elsewhere in this shop, there's another antique which catches your eye. It is a sheath for a sword. Uh, this one, you don't really see what's special about this sheath. It does also look ancient, and it has a placard in front of it which says Salamander Sheath. Oh. Corton also has one of those that he uses for fun. <laughs> uh, so, could I try to fit my dagger into the scabbard? Hey, <laughs> Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you so you actually failed. So here's what happens: as you walk over to to see the the salamander sheath, you pull out your little knife, your your ice dagger, and you go to fit it in. And then when you pull it out, so first of all, the knife is way too small. This is a this is for a sword, a fully sized sword. You pull the knife out after it doesn't fit, and there is a gout of flames that comes with it. You like you essentially like yank a sword's worth of fire out of the sheath, which goes streaking across the shop and into the wall, and immediately catches the wall on fire um so this place is just on fire like, as soon as you touch it basically that's part of this failure uh the okay o- yeah and the other I thing should probably go for the loot then <laughs> <laughs> so that's the choice you have to make there's enough time to grab one of these also the place is on fire you failed so so yeah well that's understandable i want to note real quick because he fall also sells uh magazines and books so it is technically also kind of a library too so we can just ch- check that one off the list. <laughs> uh, I'm going to grab that loot. Okay, so the sheath shoots fire into the wall, catches this this store on fire. You, like, panic, run across. You pick up the loot and just hoof it out of the store as it burns behind you. Yeah. Well, can I, like, close the gate behind me? Can I, like, I get, like, the hook and I close the gate behind me? Make a little sign that says closed due to fire. Okay, so Sabrina, you have cradled in your arms this this lute made of a tree. Um, you cannot use it because you cannot play the lute. Uh, you know, Corton carries a, an assortment of magical instruments with him, I think, but he never like brings them out because he casts spells using glossolalia. So um, I don't know if you're even confident he can play this. Is that what was is that your reason? Uh, I like to think that she was trying to find something nice for Corton. You to make up to the, make up to him the fact that it's your fault his nose got ripped off. I mean, it's not my fault that he botched his attack. I don't really take. I don't take blame for that. That plan would have worked very well if Cortana had used uh, uh, his attack had been effective. So, 
No, but I feel bad that it happened. <laughs> Some sass. Well, yeah, so let's let's role play now. Sabrina, you run, you, you're running back to the skiff. Uh, Vindros, you're coming back with an arm full of food. A Corton, you're coming back with these bolts of fabric that you're going to use to disguise the skiff. And uh, I guess, Lola, you come back with oats for the horses. Um, so you're all like... Mission accomplished. And then here comes Sabrina just hauling ass, holding a loot as the sounds of approaching flames crackle behind her. Why don't you play this scene out? I got you something. Um, here you go, Corton. It's, um, it's lovely. It's a magic loot. Did you also get us a big distraction? Because that, that looks like a fire over there. Uh, is that, you brought us a big fire? Is is that a strategic... Did you have a plan with this fire? It was planned. That way we can use it as a distraction as we leave. Right. This is uh, a wonderful... It's a wonderful gift, uh, uh, White Wolf. It's a wonderful gift. Um, We should also perhaps leave. <laughs> Don't you want to try it out first? Uh, I, I do, but I also think we should live, and I will play it tonight. How about that? That sounds awesome. Let's live. <laughs> uh. As you all start throwing your stuff into the skiff to leave, um, I think, Corton, you hear a voice ring out inside your head. It's like someone's shouting right next to you, but you can look and there's no one there. And it says this simple phrase that shakes you to your very core. And that phrase is, Sports Authority. No! What does it mean? Can I roll history on the Sports Authority? So Corton, as he's running, you know, with this, carrying this fabric into the boat, his, he stops and his hands go to the sides of his head. I'm receiving a vision. Oh, fuck, I didn't even think of that. Characters talk in your head. Hey, hey, quickly, Austin, is Sports Authority a, a, a shop that you find in an American mall? Is that what's happening? It's, okay, it's, it okay. is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a chain of sporting goods stores. Yeah. It's just a bunch of sports shit, which I guess could be useful. Very, very. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I'm hearing a voice. It's, it's a sign. It's sports Authority. Now can I roll? We must seek it out. History and sports authority. Please roll history on sports authority. Yes. I botched. Oh my god, Lola, uh, you hate sports. I got ten. Fourteen. Eight. Okay, so we got two averages. So you all think well enough to look at the 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 map on the wall and figure out one of the parts of this mall is labeled sports authority so you got that in the bag but with a botch i want to say lola you become absolutely convinced that uh so whatever sports is is a trap you hate sports if you see so much as a ball you're gonna fucking go bonkers and yonkers you hate them uh i don't know if we should go there well you know okay i don't know if i should go there I good think stay with the boat lola beans Okay, can we, can Zer stay with me so I'm not all alone? Make sure the fire doesn't burn down the romance dawn. <laughs> yeah, so the fire. Can Zer stay. The fire is spreading, but the romance dawn is in an immediate danger. And I think Zer like looks at Lola and shrugs and says, "Eh, you know, I was looking looking to try those oats anyway." Oh yeah, you want you want you you want to try some oats? 
Uh, Zur just reaches over the the shark horses and just takes some bloody oats out of his mouth and just starts chewing on them. How is it? Disgusting. I've heard uh, this ancient method for making a, a porridge type thing. You you take some oats and you soak them in some kind of liquid all night. It's some kind of delicacy. I don't know if you've ever tried that. We should, well, maybe we shouldn't leave them in the blood all night, but a different liquid. I just Googled this. Although flying foxes are commonly known as fruit bats, their favorite food is actually the pollen and nectar of eucalypt blossoms. Oh, so they like to get high. I don't know if eucalypt is the same thing as eucalyptus. I assume. Is there a dispensary in this mall? No, in the 70s, absolutely not. It was it was criminalized back well, then. Well, the building could have been made in the 70s, but the stores probably changed out on the regular. There could be like a Truly or a it, it Harvest really, store. It, it really depends, I think, on how successful this mall is. Can we roll for success of mall? No, here's <laughs> what's going to happen. Lola and Zer are going to pop into the True Leaf. That's what it's called? True leave, like true and believe. Oh, okay. And you all are going to just go choose some random leaves and see if that does anything. Uh, do, the rest, <laughs> do the rest of you go to the sports authority? Hell yes. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you follow Corton. So this this fire is spreading throughout them all, but you none of you really care, I assume, because you're, you're trying to get out of here. You're not like sentimental about this building. Um, and you run into the sports authority, which has, is very... Uh, it's very different than other stores you've seen. Like the the carpet, or the, I don't even the tile, I guess, is like green, almost like to assimilate grass, and the walls are painted like the sky, and there's like giant uh, soccer nets. A lot of black and white stripes. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's these figures that they're mannequins wearing these black and white striped clothes you don't understand. Corton, maybe you think it's a religious thing. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, it seems very ceremonial. In fact, we might adopt some of this, because... <laughs> your, your new uniform. <laughs> if if the, the priest robes for your cult become fucking referee uniforms, I'm gonna lose my entire marble. <laughs> but what if... Consider, like, those running t- tank tops that are, like, cut on the sides, and then, like, the really short men's shorts. Mm-hmm. That's better. Uh, so, Corton, you lead the rest of the party into this uh, sports authority, and you like look around briefly, and then you hear the voice come back again and say, In the corner, man. Oh, who is it? He sounds like a stoner. Oh, um, so Corton looks in the, the corner, the corners. Yeah, you go over into the corner and you see that there is a uh, there's a tile above you that's a little bit askew, as if somebody uh, went up there. Uh, how do you? I mean, you can go alone. You can bring the people with you, but in the corner of the sports authority, somebody's in the ceiling and they're talking in your mind. I don't know how you feel about that. That sounds like a great name for um, an album. There's somebody in the ceiling and they're talking in your mind. It's 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 like that cat that's watching you. Ceiling cat, yeah. Yeah. Ceiling cat, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> that. It, I mean, it's like that cat who's watching you would also be a really good album name. <laughs> it's like that cat who's watching. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I would buy that <laughs> album. Uh, you know, so Cortad's gonna uh, turn to the rest of the group and say, and "Hold out his both of his hands, palms up. Wait here. I sense a presence." <laughs> and he's gonna t- <laughs> turn and poke his head up. Uh, do you take the the loot that Sabrina got you? Uh, yeah, he's, he'd still be holding it's it. It's an important loot. Okay, so I want to say that gives you plus two to spell attacks and plus two to spell save DC. Oh, good. That would be good things to know right about now, huh? 
Do you, yeah. do you want some extra AC before you head up, or you're you're feeling all right? I mean, I could always, yeah, I could probably use a little. Uh, if you're going up alone, um, I'll I'll cast a shield of faith on you to give you plus two AC. Yay! That that's very helpful. Thank you. So I don't like to like stop and like uh, literary analysis our own story here, but I think Corton's in a really interesting place. Obviously, losing his nose is a big thing, but also failing to recruit so many people, and now he's like got an instrument instead of his fake. Um, glossolalia thing because he's not actually receiving visions but now you are hearing voices in your head and you have a musical instrument i don't know uh internally before i reveal who's up here are, are are you feeling any different about all this are you still just like no this is all fake i'm just trying to get meat shield so if people ever come for me they'll die for me he doesn't know what to think right now because he's been through a lot <laughs> really really high then lost his nose and is still not entirely sure that he's ever come out of that. Oh, interesting. So this is like almost like an, a, re- a religious experience. Like you're you're like right. in the desert on ayahuasca. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. He's he's operating strictly on survival instinct at this point. Um, and so when you push the ceiling tile out of the way and go up there, and you see a man cross-legged in the ceiling of the mall, you think you're on ayahuasca, I guess. So you pull yourself up. He does, he does not greet you. He's just sitting there, legs crossed, uh, eyes closed, almost as if in meditation. Um, you know, he, sa- he sent a message into your mind, so he has that power at least. You don't know what other powers he has, but he just is sitting there pretty calmly. Uh, his skin is yellow. Not like jaundiced. This is not a human. This, mm-hmm. is, a per- this is a humanoid with yellow skin. Um, but otherwise, though, they look pretty human. Uh, you, you would need to roll to know more. Yeah, let's see. Uh, would that be nature? Yeah, nature. Mm-hmm. Nine. Uh, yeah, you don't know much about this person. They look like a yellow humanoid. You assume they're... I think maybe you just know the name. Gith. G-I-T-H. And that's it. Oh. I've heard of yellow people before. Okay. Uh, but that's all. So, uh, Corton, with his head sort of poked up there, and said, um... Did somebody call me? Yeah, man, it's me. Come on over, sit down. You need to crawl up into the space. It's it's pretty narrow, I would assume, up there. Yeah, yeah. It's really cramped. There's like wires up here for the 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 fans and the air conditioning and stuff. There's like insulation. Um, it's really scratchy if you rub, rub into it by accident. He he doesn't seem like he's living great up here. And you see like a lot of discarded cans. He was probably eating from the same stash that Vindros just raided. Um, and he's probably like really sweaty and gross, honestly. Well, I mean, sweaty's never been a problem for Corton. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. So he, he's gonna, you know, it's, but he, yeah, he's gonna be real squished in because he's not a small person. But he will make his way in there and try to sit across facing this person. Yeah, this this man is is actually pretty small. He's very thin, very gaunt. He's like legs are folded up, um, like very gracefully. Um, he doesn't open his eyes, but he still speaks into your mind and says, "How does the day find you?" Oh, I thought you were talking to someone else. <laughs> nah, man, you're the man. You're the guy. You're the dude. You're the bro. You're the fella. You're the lad. You know a lot of nouns. 
<laughs> well, thank you, man. So, okay. If I'm the man, what, uh, what brings the man to you? Well, man, you kind of just set my house on fire. Oh. <laughs> Did not know that. Yep. Well, it's only going to get worse. There's people coming. It's funny you should mention this, that, you know, we came along, burned down your home, because uh, we're in the process of setting up a new home anyway. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's funny you, you use this. Weird. But, um, you know, it's a, you know, I like to think of it as sort of a free love, you know, commune sort of arrangement uh, you know exchange of ideas and um fluids and yeah uh, i mean you'd be welcome to to join us i i bet we could make a little bit of room in this skiff considering what we did to your house or i mean you know drop you off somewhere uh, so why don't you roll uh, persuasion before uh, any of this unfolds? Sure. How about a twenty-three? Oh my god! It took eight episodes, but Corton <laughs> actually made somebody like Hooray! him. <laughs> Woo! God damn! So this gift says to you in your mind, "I like the cut of your jib, man. The name's Weaver." Weaver, I like it. I like it. Very, uh, it speaks to someone who's deft with their fingers. Oh my god. Uh, at that point, I think he, like, uh, unfolds his legs and kind of leans forward and gives you a hug. Just like a really chill, like, we're both high hug. Not romantic. Just like, yeah, man. Sure. You know, you've been in one of those hugs before. Yeah, oh yeah, I've been in a cuddle puddle. Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Uh, and then he takes you by the hand and starts leading you, uh, somewhere in the ceiling. (laughs) I just realized how silly that sounded in my head, but it's what's happening. Okay, yeah. Um, and he takes you to, there's like a a, a, a maintenance exit out uh, up onto the roof of the mall. And he takes you out there where you see the sun is setting over the salt flats. You see the castle is circling the mall, trying to figure out what where you're going to escape from so it can run you over. Um, and you also see something if you roll well on perception, which you should try to do now. Oh, well, now you see, this is where... The dice will fail me, you see. Um, Is this all of us or just Corton? Yeah. Yeah. Just Corton who rolled a six. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Corton's the only one who's with Weaver. So you look out over the flats and you don't see anything but the castle. And Weaver looks over at you and he says, Don't beat yourself up, man. You don't got the sight. Yeah. Okay. So what am I looking for? Listen, man, people come by here to to raid the building. They take some food. They take some weapons. They take some whatever they can find, and then they go. It's fine. It's no thing. There's plenty to share. But uh, not all the people that come by can be reasoned with. Some of the folks out there, they, uh, they're too far gone. And they're out there right now. It's bad, man. They're going to be here soon, brought by the giant fire you started. <sighs> It's like a beacon, like a lighthouse to all the bad folks out oh, there. Oh, no. You don't say. I do say. I don't know if you and your friends are going to make it without the sight. Well, we better get a move on, then. 
if y'all get in the boat now and just like head out there, you're going to run right into the teeth of the thing. A wave of bodies snapping and biting jaws and teeth and claws and all manner of knives. It's bad, man. You don't want none of that. I think you, I think you need to, to stay here and prepare. We need to, we need to fortify. That's not the only thing that's coming. And there's something else a lot closer that we're running from. Yeah, he sees the castle, but he's telling you there's something else out there he's more afraid of. <laughs> what are the rest of you doing in the sports authority? Uh, look, looking for anything that can be used to uh, deal with the salt situation, like any you know handheld fans we can use to blow some sand, uh, some of the the salt away. Uh, anything we could we could dissolve the salt down with, just anything to make us less detectable on the salt. Okay, yeah. Well, actually, why don't you roll me Arcana? This sounds weird, but I'm thinking of like chemistry almost as a kind of magic. There's no chemistry roll. Yeah. But the two of you, Vindross and Sabrina, are left in the sports authority. Uh, Eleven. I got a five. Yeah, that's that's not going to do it. So, um, you can look walk you know walk around. You see hockey sticks. You don't know what those are. You see footballs. You see. Uh, cleats, nothing that you think is going to accomplish this particular mission. Uh, uh, st- are there jerseys? Yes. Is there a blue one with the number 10 on it? God damn it. Are you going to dress Sabrina? I was trying to keep a little bit of <laughs> fictional difference from our world. Are you going to dress her up in a Manning jersey? Yep. It's happening no. now. It's God happening. Damn it. This is going to completely sink the HBO deal. <laughs> <laughs> they already are working with the NFL. Um... I think while you're doing this, so you fail on, in your task, but I think something interesting happens, which is you're looking at the jerseys, Sabrina, and you hear a voice uh, in your arms, I guess, and it says, Mama. <gasps> What's that? Christian Snail. I want to look down at Clamuel Jackson. Yeah, uh, so elementals can speak, <gasps> but this one was just too young. Oh. Baby on board. Can we find a baby on board magnet to put on the boat? Oh, heck. Now they can't attack our, our ship because it would be very, very rude to attack a ship with an infant on it. baby on board. Yeah. Yeah. You put the little the little diamond thing, you suck it, a suction cup it to whatever. Uh, so you look down at the mascot head and inside is this, this gooey wood pulp creature. And it has very rudimentary language. So even like a full grown fire em- elemental will just say like, burn, burn. They're not great conversationalists to traditionally elementals, but this one can talk. Cause you talk to it. Aw, I want to wrap him up in, uh, another Jersey. <laughs> uh, it's OC human yours Jersey. And, Fuck off. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I want to like, uh, tickle the belly. Wait, are you trying to build a... Would you want to build a football golem? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Can I, ch- you know, oh, can I change the mascot in for a, 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 a football helmet? Do you know? Do you want to build a snowman? But <laughs> Can I build a New York do Giant? Do you want a football golem? Yes, Chris, please walk us through this. All right, so I'm going to change the helmet out for a New York Giant helmet. And I'm going to, there's already like a mannequin, I guess, that's wearing all the armor. And it's, of course, the Giants because they're the best team ever. And I just want to put the helmet on top of that. And it becomes a full grown football golem, right? Because it just takes over the whole body. 
Yeah, the pulp can like ooze throughout and kind of control it like a, I don't know, a fucking musculature. Uh, that It doesn't make any logical sense, but magic is involved, so eat me, I guess. Is this a full man size golem, or would it be like from the kid section? Because it's still a baby. Oh, I guess she would have had to do it from the kid size section, because she couldn't get to the top of a man size mannequin. She couldn't get the top. <gasps> baby football. <laughs> Two babies. So Cortad comes downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Cortad, you're a new child. Um. Oh no, I hate that. <laughs> Lola. Meanwhile, you're trying to get some leaves. How's that going? Um. Uh. Maybe I can. Can I have some of these pain pou- patches? Because those are a thing. Yeah. Why don't you roll nature? Actually. Nature. I love. Good damn. You think I'd be better at nature, but I'm not. It's three. I got none. Yeah, you just take a bunch of different leaves and like you didn't botch, so I'm not going to hurt your character. But I think you should definitely uh, role play some weird effects throughout the rest of the episode or maybe two. Uh, I was going to say, you know what might be a good idea, sir? All these weird, wadded up, sticky plant balls. Maybe, I mean, I don't know how fireworks. Maybe we throw them on the fire and that'll put it out. <laughs> okay, they're going to run. They're going to find you two just throwing leaves into the fire as it approaches. <laughs> Smoking out the entire mall. Adding kindling. <laughs> Vindros, do you want to do anything in the sports authority before uh, Corton gets back? Uh, if I if I've been unsuccessful in my attempt to, to deal with the salt, um, hmm. is there anything here that looks heavy that in in a worst case scenario we could we could launch at the the the, the castle to try and fight it? Like shot puts. I'm yeah, shot puts maybe. I'm picturing yeah, something to the equivalent of can we do ship to ship uh cannon fire. Uh so if you'd taken the nice skiff, maybe it would actually have cannons. You took the worst one, so you'd have to figure out some way to fire the shot puts and discuses and uh kettlebells at the at the castle wolfram. I don't know if I've said that out loud. That's just the name of the castle's castle wolfram. Uh but so it's gonna be difficult. I have many arms, I can throw things. I have I have spell slots to catapult. Alright, um so We'll say that's probably going to be limited. It's going to be limited in its effectiveness, but if you want to do that, Vendros, sure, put some shot puts in the skiff. Sure, we'll give it a go. Uh, as you walk back downstairs, Corton, you and Weaver the Gith. Gith are just yellow humanoids. They have some other features that you don't know about right now. I guess the audience is aware that they're psionic or psychic. They have limited like telepathy and so forth. Um, he He's actually going to talk to you about that now. He says, listen, man, uh, the, the site isn't something for everybody, but I really think it could help you out here, you and your friends, if you, you had it, man. If you're going to pretend, you might as well. Then where would I develop this site? Me, man. I'm the Dreamweaver. Then welcome aboard, Dreamweaver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what you say as you open the tile and go back down into the sports authority. Um... I don't know the re- how the rest of you react to this uh, sweaty, smelly yellow man who has come out of the ceiling. I'm very excited because I'm going to introduce my new friend as well. Yeah, let's all just get in a big role play pile here. Yeah. Look, look, he got bigger. Oh. Mama. We have two children now. What? No, he's a baby. I mean, a baby is a kind of child. No. Oh, oh. Okay. Oh, hey, C- Corton, did you did you 
bring someone in. Uh... <laughs> Don't say it like that, Laura! I hate it! <laughs> Weaver, I, I, I'd like to introduce you to Vindros. Uh, they are um, very, very sensitive. Awful nice to meet y'all. This uh, universe brought us together. That's nice. You know? And this is the White Wolf. Um, and. Um, Sheldon? His, his name <laughs> is Humanora, because that's the jersey he's wearing. God, spell that for the audience, Chris, you fucking asshole. U M E N Y I O R A. He oh, was you what monster. That was who we like to call it. Eagle killer. God damn it. Sack McDab all the time. Go Giants. I'd like to show up and be like, hello, I found leaves. Weaver gives you the double thumbs up and goes, hell yeah, man. Love a leaf, you know? God damn, I knew these were valuable leaves. Take that, Zer. You were wrong. (laughs) Well, (laughs) since we're all together, Weaver, who has... Apparently been living here up until the point that we set his house on fire. Uh, has made me aware of perhaps a wrinkle in our problem. Yeah, man. So in addition to regular scavengers who come by and like take food and whatnot, there's some uh there's some wild halflings out there. I don't know if you know about these guys. They're like little people. They're like, you know, like me or you, but like smaller. And uh, man, they- like me, like me. Yeah. Well, they kind of look like if Corton was your size, mostly. Um, I want to but- have a very cute mental image. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, Weaver says, yeah, they're kind of like, what if Corton was your size? And also they ate uh, only things that th- have language and culture, you know? So people. People. Yeah, they eat people. Uh, they can't be reasoned with. They're they're sharp all over. Uh, they cover themselves in just the grossest stuff, man. It's bad. Even if if they get you a little bit, you're gonna get infected. Uh, there's hundreds of them in the hills. Oh man, it's gonna get so bad in here in a minute. How do you? How have you avoided them all the time? Oh, I live in the ceiling, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So maybe. I mean, we could we could all hid in the ceiling, but somebody lit the dang building on fire. You know. There's no time to worry about that. We should just forget about that, the fact that it happened, and worry about the situation now. Would there be some... You know, uh... I'm sorry, you said your name is what? Uh, man, my people call me the Dream Weaver. You can just call me Weaver, that's fine. Even Weave would be good, you know? Whatever floats your boat. I'm Lola Beans, this is Stuart Beans, and this is Sloth Green Beans. Oh, there's, and, uh, a, there's a lot of names here. Do y'all have, like, a name for the group? Can I just refer to you as, like, a, a certain... The Wolf Pack! The Baneses. Well, and those are two very good options. Uh, if you could maybe the, pick one, then we could stick with it. That'd be real nice. I'll, we, can, we can go with the Wolf Pack. Uh, once I have more animal friends, maybe we'll re- renegotiate. <laughs> I, I feel like no matter what name we suggest... We're going to get called the wolf pack very energetically, and I think that we're going to have to live with that. Yep. Uh, so, Weave, uh, my dog. Is yeah, there... I'm a gith, actually, but I'd love to be a dog. They got loyalty, they got just the energy and the spirit that I enjoy. Um, 
it's a term of endearment, but that was a, I love to learn new things about people. Uh, oh, I love a there... term of endearment. Can I call you sweetie? Yeah, actually, yeah, I love to be called sweetie. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm a sweetie who loves sweet tea. Can I establish that I'm holding you Menorah's hand? Oh, so I can help like guide them around. Well, if if the halflings are going to come this way. Is there any chance that they would attack the castle floating around us? Man, the the thing, they're only knee-high to a grasshopper, man. They're, they can't get up the side of that, the thing. They're just really dangerous if you're on the ground like we are, uh, especially if you're in a b- burning building or in like a very small boat, perhaps, that they could kind of wash over like a wave of mm, biting mm-hmm, monsters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two scenarios that... Uh, very similar to the ones we find ourselves in now. I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what I what I would suggest, man, is like y'all spread out and try to lock this place down, like close up places so they all can't come in from every angle, and like put out the fire if you can. Um, me and Corton actually have some um, business to take care of. I don't know if he wants y'all to know about that right now. Um, you know, man, it's just guy stuff, just fella stuff, just dude stuff, just ombre stuff, just chico stuff. You know. I don't understand what he's saying. V- Vindras has completely misunderstood what's occurring here and goes to give uh, Court on a high five. Oh, so I was like, goes to give him a condom. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you, you two have fun. You all prepare the, the mall for a zombie swarm. We're going to go fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I want Lola would like to try to find like a vault or a freezer or something to store the shorts in so they don't get killed right away. Vault is definitely better than freezer. Okay, so I, <laughs> uh, I was I wasn't quite sure if I could think of any stores that would have vaults, but there's a lot of diamond stores, jewelry stores in the mall. Yeah. So, uh-huh. so Lola, you're gonna try to save uh, the romance dawn and the shark horses. So that's your thing. What are the, uh, the other two of you start thinking about what you want to do? Uh, Lola, why don't you roll me that? Roll survival, I guess, to secret them away. Well, I botched. All so, right, Lola. You grab the reins of the ro- of the the shark horses and te- start taking them over to a diamond store to try to put the romance dawn in one of their vaults. Uh, first of all, the ship is too big to get through the door, uh, but you try to fit it anyway, and you start making a hell of a racket. At which point, a humanoid bursts through a window in this mall. Uh, this thing, uh, if you know what a halfling is, right? The, yeah. In Dungeons uh-huh. and Dragons, they used to be called hobbits before. Tolkien's estate got mad about that, but they're small humanoids covered in hair. But in Dark Sun, they are cannibalistic uh, monsters. They have been their culture and civilization has com- been completely eroded by the apocalypse, and they are basically the hills have eyes cannibals. Uh, this creature comes through. It's covered in uh, has it has actually a necklace of bones on. Uh, you can see it has knives in both hands, and also has all kinds of blades like tied all around its feet, like disembowel you with kicks, like a cat. Like you can tell hold on you. You can tell like the level of respect for the genre that the writers of Dark Sun <laughs> had by what they did to like one of the most treasured species races i i don't know in fantasy literature the halfling or hobbit and they turn it into this horrible feral cannibalistic beast absolutely it's it's for a, the edge it's explicitly a darker and edgier hobbit is what's going on it shrieks yep. at you uh lola just ah! and just fucking lunges at you uh first of all dexterity saving throw all right dexterity i rolled a 14 
All right. Uh, so you actually only take one damage. So it tries to slice you. You actually duck out of the way, and it just barely, barely clips you. Uh, very good. Now shoot it is what <laughs> how this is going to work. Because you, you botched, so I had to attack you first. Uh, I think do a 26 and a 23 hit. Yes, and these are minions. So this is they're going to swarm like World War Z, like hundreds of these things. So you, tell me how you put this one down. Uh, I'm going to... I put one quill in one eye, and then Stuart puts another quill in the other eye, and they go into their brain. Extremely metal. Uh, so, Lolo, you put the first halfling down, and then you have to fi- finish putting this skiff away, because you can hear them outside shrieking now as the sun finally sets. Um, I need Sabrina, and I need Vindros to tell me how you're securing them all, because Corton is going with Weaver to do something else. Yeah. Uh, so you said that one of the priorities was trying to get the fire out, if possible. It can be. You don't have to have the same priorities as the NPCs. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Vindras is going to try and see if there's any kind of signs of a sprinkler system or anything that could put the fire out more than just a single person trying to fight it. Yeah, that's going to be an investigation. Uh, I have a positive number in that, so that could be worse. That's a botch. <laughs> it can't really be worse, can it? No. This fucking game. Uh, Austin, Austin, can I have advantage because you feel bad for me because we've had so many fucking botches this season? No, dexterity saving throw as one comes through the skylight and lands on you, Vindros. Okay. Uh, crit on that. Alright, you also only take one damage, weirdly enough. It lands on your shoulders and t- pulls up its two knives and slams them into your, your like neck, and both knives just break off at the hilt because they're very brittle and you're an armored insect person with an exoskeleton. Uh, so what do you do? This thing's on your shoulders now. I think Vindros is going to attempt to use one of her sets of hands to get this thing off of her, and the other set of hands to start swinging that axe baloney. Yep. Roll an attack. 17. Yep, paint me a picture how you do this. So it's on your shoulders, it sees your neck, and it thinks, oh, this is an easy kill. Breaks both of its knives on your carapace. What do you do? Yeah, uh, yeah so while it's still shocked, I think I think Vindras is going to use the smaller set of hands to pull this thing up over, over her head and in front of her. And by the time it's hit the ground, the axe baloney is already swinging around and just smack right into the thing. All right, so you just cut it cut it clean in half with the axe? That's the plan. All right, it's two halves fall, and I think one of them like goes flying across the room and knocks over like a standee that was in front of a fire alarm, and you see it says on it, like, <gasps> in case of fire, pull this. I pull the thing. All right, Sabrina, what are you up to? Uh, so we're told these things are going to like try to break in. Can I try to go to like some of the doors and like ice them closed? Using my Ray of Frost cantrip? Yeah, uh, this is Arcana, because you won't miss. It's just how well you do it. That's a 19 there, Big Papa. All right, well, so here's what happens. You walk, go over the door, probably the one that uh, Lola shattered on your way in, and you just start like freezing it closed, just making a wall of ice in front of it. You see uh, something in the darkness running towards you on all fours, like a, like a dog, and it's like slavering, and you see it like reach behind it as it like, gets close, as it pulls out two knives, and it just runs into your wall. And I think if you want to, I mean, you're a child, I don't know if you think of this, you can like make an icicle come out of the wall if you want or something. Uh... I think she just keep freezing it until it freezes it in like a big ice cube, like Looney Tunes cartoon. 
Oh, yeah. So it's just inside the wall. Yeah. Just like, That's great. Yeah. So Sabrina, you go around all the doors in the mall and freeze them shut. And anyone who's trying to like bang on it to get in is just encased inside as you just make it thicker around them. That's sick. Yeah. And I want to point to the uh, the wall of ice to you and your and go, that's ice. I make it. Mama. Yeah. Right, let's go. <laughs> uh Corton, where do you want to uh experiment in the site as Weaver calls it? Is there a store in a mall you'd feel most comfortable in? If you say GameStop, we can't be friends anymore. Oh god. No, GameStop is specifically engineered to be uncomfortable. There's mm-hmm. no way to be comfortable. Now, a good tobacconist, that's inviting. So you want to go to uh, the cigar shop. I've I never mean, been in one. I don't even know what they're called. Okay, well, I mean, it's it's a 70s style mall. Okay, so there might have been a video store. And so there might have been a section in the back behind a curtain that's real discreet and private. God, fuck me. How did I not see that coming? You know, but that'd be a good place to do something like this that's, you know, very discreet and private and... Okay, no, actually, I do like this. I like the idea of uh, two sweaty men, like, getting behind the fucking porn curtain <laughs> in the 70s blockbuster, and they're going to teach each other psionics. <laughs> they're just going to explore each other's minds together. It's 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 a very, you know... It's perfectly yeah. natural. It's healthy. It's a very intimate thing between two people. So, Wizards of the Coast has uh, published a number of psionics material in their Unearthed Arcana series. None of it has made it into any of the official book- books because psionics are hard to balance, but they are an important part of Dark Sun, so I couldn't not do them at all. Here's what's going to happen, is that the Gith are naturally psionically gifted. They they have mind powers. Corton, you pretend to have some kind of otherworldly powers, but you don't. What kind of power would you be interested in training in with Weaver? I will read you the feats that were published in the most recent psionic options on Earth Arcana. Uh, they are metabolic control. You have refined sci- <laughs> you have refined psionic control over your body's functions. That's w- the first yeah. one. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Telekinetic. You learn to move things with your mind. Also very hot. Telepathic. You awaken the ability to mentally connect with others. Well, I mean. <laughs> Tower of Iron Will. Your mind- <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, I got a Tower of Iron Will. I God damn you. it. Your mind's defenses are formidable, is what that says. And mm. wild talent. You awaken to your psionic potential, which enhances your mind or body. Metabolic control is interesting because you just don't have to eat. And honestly, if we're being completely honest here, as as men, I think there's some metabolic controls I would oh like to have God. over. I'm just saying. Yeah, right, right, yeah. In your line mm-hmm. of work. Ugh. That's right. Roll to decrease refractory period is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> if I meditate for one minute, I if I meditate for one minute, I get the benefits of a short rest. That is sick. Right? Yeah, no, metabolic controls, uh, I think, what we're going to go with for Corton. He, he's all about controlling his body, if you know what I mean. We know what you mean! It feels very Corton, right? I think anybody else would have picked telepathy or t- telekinetics, but you having the mental control to discipline your own body feels incredibly in character. So, uh, you're crammed into this porno booth... <laughs> With this smelly stoner. Very good. You're like nose... I was almost said nose to nose. I didn't oh, even think about it. Austin, how could you? Um, 
So do you have a, a picture you want to paint here? I was thinking basically you enter like a almost like a group meditation together and you, he's going to try to like break down your barriers with his te- telepathic powers. Do you have any flavor that you want to try to weave with me here? I like to imagine that like the uh, three walls of the booth, because, you know, the one's just a curtain. Yeah. Right. The one wall is just a curtain. and The other three walls, they all fall away. Mm. And into, like, empty space. And the curtain's still there, hanging just in the middle of empty space. But it's just nothing but a star field while the two of them are are having this communion. Can Careless Whispers be playing on the old speakers? (laughs) Yeah, there's a Muzak version of Careless Whispers. (laughs) I want want Weaver to, like, look deep in your eyes, though, Corton, and say, like, hey, man. Let's just be honest with each other, you know, here in the, the, the mindscape. Like, what is holding you back, man, from unleashing your full potential? I didn't know I had potential. I'm just trying to survive out here. Everyone has potential, man. It's just like, that's the experience of life. You start off and you're like a little seed and you sprout up and you have the whole world of potential out there for your leaves to get in, your roots to get in. You just got to get in, you know? N- no. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> I do know. I've I've been known to get in from time to time, but... <laughs> you keep leaving him so many openings, Austin. Too, so many openings to get in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. Cortot will take any opening. But what I'm saying, man, is like in the mindscape, you have all these barriers up, man. You're not letting people in. You got you got this 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 Vindros, and she loves you, man, and she trusts you. And you got this little kid, and she's looking up to you, and you're just you aren't letting them in, you know. And you got the sloth, and I know on some level you think he's got a good snout, and you won't let yourself feel those snout feelings. <laughs> well, hey, you know, at least he's got a snout. Um, Weaver's like asking you though, like to be honest with him in a way you haven't been with anyone else to try to unlock your, your powers. He's like, Mm. like, man, what do you, what do you want, man? What are you trying to get from the world? And what are you trying to put back into it? You know, all I want to do is be safe and have a safe place with other people who aren't afraid of anyone. But man, what's. What's safety if you're all alone, man? You're safe at the bottom of a big hole. I'm trying not to be alone. I'm trying to get everybody together I can. No one's responding. And, you know, I got to tell you, I'm not used to it because I feel like I'm getting old or something. And I mean, now the nose thing, that's just, uh, that's a whole other thing. I mean, do you think the veil's working? So the veil kind of feels like it's working. It gives you a kind of a more dangerous aura, and some people might be into that, man. So you're saying I should try and talk to Staples again? <laughs> um, yeah, man, maybe. I don't know her that well. Um, <clears throat> where was he even going? I got lost in my own stoner persona, <laughs> and I lost my actual plot. Uh, <laughs> like an actual stoner. Like an actual stoner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but he says, listen, man, I'm going to tell you a secret. It takes most people their entire lives to learn, but I'm going to tell you right now, and that's that you can be alone with people. You know what I'm saying? 
Is this fucking Pascal from Animal Crossing? You know I haven't played an Animal Crossing since the GameCube. Don't talk me in front of the listeners. You know what I was talking about. I sent you pictures of him when he's coming to get my scallops. <laughs> okay, I've forgotten this. He's just saying, Corton, you can gather as many people around you, but right. you can still end up lonely. Right, yeah, and he's and, and Corton stops, thinks stops for a second and says, Well, I think the drugs have worn off. Because that's I mean, that makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> Interesting. So right now, Corton's at, a, Corton's at a roadblock. I think we might it might take to the next episode for him to gain his psionic powers. Um, yeah. The rest of you, uh, Vindros, you pull the fire alarm, and it begins uh, pouring rain here. Or like the, the sprinklers go off, but the fire isn't immediately out. It's spread for a while. So now this is a kind of dual uh, environmental hazard where there's fire in some of the mall, and then there's beginning to be like really slippery tile in some of the other parts of the mall. Do you want to do anything about that? Would I be able to freeze some of the water that's on the ground, particularly one, like, the the length of, I don't know what the fuck you call it, the middle of the ball, tile, I guess? Like, the, the path in front of the Romance Dawn, so that if the Romance Dawn needs to make a getaway, it can, like, slide across the ice? Yeah, so uh, Lola put the Romance Dawn away, but if you want to create, like, an ice ramp to, like, launch it out when it's time to escape, you can absolutely do that. Yeah, I want to do that 100%. Okay, so that's something interesting. So the fire is starting to go out, and now uh, Lola, or Sabrina, and Vindros create an ice ramp together that when it's time to go, the ship can be, like, really speedily exited. You still have to figure out how you're going to... uh, get across without so you can disguise it you can disguise the ship as salt but you still need something to confuse the fact that the god king can tell when things are touching the salt hmm. would we be able to get a bunch of like canoes from the sports emporium or the sports authority and when we launch ourselves out we take the other canoes and then they'll go off in different directions Oh my god, so you're going to use the ice slides that you and Vindros make to launch canoes all across the plains as distractions? Just a fleet of canoes? Yeah. That's such a good idea. Oh, I was wondering how we'd be able to come up with a distract. That's brilliant. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm just like, uh. <laughs> That's very cool. Yeah, I like the idea of turning the mall into a canoe launching factory. <laughs> canoe uh, Cape Canaveral. Cape Canoeval. Cape Canoeval. <laughs> Fuck both of you. <laughs> All right. Can I steal this dead halfling's knives? Are they good knives? Can I give them dessert later? Um. So for role playing purposes, you can take them. They're worse than regular knives, but it yeah, won't. they're shitty knives. They broke off in my neck. They're, they're weaker than my skin. It's the thought that counts, because that I didn't I didn't see them break because I killed it first. Um, so as you're all making the final preparations to prepare the mall against incursion and to set up your canoe launching machinery, you hear a voice boom from the direction of the castle. Uh, you look out the window and you see almost like a bridge slowly forming from the castle to the mall. The God King is like pulling up salt from the flats up along the bottom of the castle and forming it into a bridge because he has gotten tired of waiting. Oh. And the voice that calls out just says, Sabrina! I don't know who that is. I'm the White Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time for us to get the fuck out. (laughs) 
It's funny that you say that, uh, Sabrina, because you do recognize the voice. It is Gentleman Bramwell. <gasps> oh, it goes Gentleman Bramwell. Uh, you say that, and I think uh, the person closest to you, who is, let's say, Staple, says, who the fuck is Gentleman Bramwell? Oh, I want, like, a crazy sound effect to introduce him. Like, oh, yeah. Chica, chica. Like the, the bom, 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 bom. songs from Ferris Bueller. <laughs> yeah. You should have told me that, so every time we said it earlier this season, it could have been Gentleman Bramwell. Well, now it's happening now. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, who is that? Jennifer Bramwell is the coolest. He is a dwarf who is covered with tattoos all over his arms. He's pretty tall for a dwarf. He has a very big barbershop style mustache that it's extremely bushy. And he wears a big monocle. And he walks by doing lunches everywhere. <laughs> this sounds like a fucking Flapjack character. Well, this is 100% a real-life wrestler who's the coolest person in the world. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, you see that Gentleman Bramwell is lunging uh, bit by bit across this salt bridge that goes from the castle to the mall. Uh, what kind of weapon does he wield? Uh, let me see, actually. I think he wields a gigantic hammer. All right, and he is a he is a knight in service of the God King, but he is one one of the only people who treats Sabrina with any respect and like care, as opposed to her neglectful father and her, his cruel underlings. Now, I have a very important question: If General Bramwell there is his mount there, uh, I know you just want to say the name of his horse, so just tell the audience. Uh, it's certainly not a horse, good sir. His mount is a gigantic bull moose. Yeah. And its name is Preposterous. <laughs> Do you, I don't think it makes sense for him to be on Preposterous right now on a salt bridge over a sea of cannibal halflings. But if you wanted to make that happen, we can. He's going to die. The moose will die too. Oh, no. Why would he not be for this? All right, so that's where we're going to leave this episode is you're all trapped in a burning mall and there's a bridge between the mall and the castle and the, the everyone's favorite character is riding a moose across the bridge which is suspended over a sea of cannibal halflings. Congratulations on your D&D podcast and good night. My, my mission next episode is to knock down the bridge but then save the moose so then we'll also have a moose. <laughs>